So, it's been a while. No podcast since Monday. But I want to open it up with a story. Personal story. Um, so, over the weekend, I was drinking a White Claw. Everybody knows what White Claw is now. Nowadays. It's just a seltzer. The seltzer uh, alcoholic beverage. And I broke the tab off on top. Like I just twisted around and it fell in the can. I was like, ah, no problem. You know, obviously, when I drink it, I'll feel it and, you know, I won't swallow it. (laughs) Never felt it. Swallowed it. And then (coughs) debated on whether or not I should go get that thing removed. So you go to Google. You do all the Google searches. Everyone tells you to go get removed. You know, there might be a sharp thing on the tab that could cause some serious internal problems. And then I go to YouTube. I'm like, no, no, that can't be. I go to YouTube. I find a guy that did the exact same thing as me. And he's got like this whole, you know, this whole documentary play-by-play video on, you know, how he didn't go to the hospital. And the tab just came out in like three days or something crazy like that. So, next day comes out. But I, I'll tell you this right now. I was freaking out. I was about two minutes away from having them open me up and take this thing out. That's what that's what Google can do to you when you start looking up stuff. So, anyways, if this happens to anybody, if for some reason you swallow the tab on a White Claw can or any can, more than likely it's just going to come out. And mine did the next day. And I was super pumped on that. I was like, yes, I can get on with my life and do my podcast. So here I am. We're back. And we're doing the podcast. Uh, Yanks got rained out last night. They got doubleheader today, 3 o'clock and 7 o'clock, I believe. Now, if they sweep this doubleheader, they'll be 62 and 33. Guess what their record was at this time last year? 62 and 33. You guessed it right. Let's get the sweep for the sole purpose of keeping pace with the 2018 Yankees which is a good barometer of success. They're a 100-win baseball team. I'd like to win 100 again this year. Obviously, I'd like to win the division, but, you know, you want the home home field. We need home field, especially against, you know, Houston potentially down the road. You know, the reason why we didn't go to the World Series in 2017 is because we didn't have home field advantage. Everybody knows if we had those last two games in New York, we would have definitely been in the World Series. We had the home field big time home field advantage um so i'd love to see them get the sweep not because it would extend the lead against the rays to eight games but just keep pace with the 2018 yankees um so there's nothing else really to talk about with the yanks but there's a lot of other stuff going on in the world of sports right now so Obviously, the New York Mets are being talked about again because they won a couple baseball games in a row. Three, to be exact. Um, Three or four. I don't know. They might have won three or four games in a row. Does it matter? Absolutely not. It doesn't matter. They're a terrible baseball team. They're a terrible baseball franchise. Uh, they're like a million games out of first place. They're like five games out of the wild card. 
it just shows how deprived this baseball team is. You know, they win like three games in a row, and they and you have people talking about the Mets being back. What are they back from? Where did where were they? Where did they go to be back? You have you know you have to have been somewhere to come back from somewhere. So someone tell me what they're coming back from. I have no idea. Zach Wheeler gets a shoulder impingement. Good luck moving him. You're not getting anything for him. And it looks like, it looks like this little three, four game winning streak is going to keep the Mets from selling at the trade deadline, which is, in fact, the worst possible thing that could happen to the baseball team. If you're just, you know, being a rational, intelligent baseball fan. Your team needs to sell. So listen, God bless you. You want to get excited about the, whatever is happening, which is nothing, by the way. God bless you. You want to get excited about it. Your season's been trash. Go ahead. You know, get excited about it. Don't sell and continue this trash cycle. I, I, could, I honestly don't care. I just have so many Mets fans on my timeline. It needs to be addressed. Get sucked up in the moment. Be a prisoner of the moment. Forget about all the terrible things that Brody Van Wagenen has done. And, you know, enjoy just worse than mediocrity for a long time until you guys tear it down and start to sell. That's what I have on the Mets. Hopefully, uh, you know, people can understand the situation with them and not be a prisoner of the moment because that's important at this time. At times like Times like these, that's very important. Stephen Curry in the news once again for defending his wife, which he has to do on the daily, it seems like. Uh, she started doing this really weird Millie Rock dance, I guess is what it's called, the Millie Rock. Um, which she can't do, from what I understand, from what I gather. She opened up a new restaurant and started Millie Rocking. Steph Curry recorded her, which he shouldn't have. Seems like he's just constantly in the doghouse with Aisha. Uh, And then he went on social media again to defend her later that day. Uh, It's really weird. It's really weird. Just kind of adds to Steph Curry's legacy, you know, of just not having any finals MVPs, really. Um, so you just check out the video, uh, at sports radio, Joe, I'll retweet it. You guys can check it out for yourselves. Kind of just a strange thing, but everything with him is just kind of strange. He's kind of a quirky guy. Not a big fan. What else do we have going on in the world of sports? I guess we have the players championship in golf starts today I believe obviously I'm rooting for Tiger and rooting against Brooks Kepka. you guys know my position on that if you don't I'll tell it, tell it to you again right now Brooks Kepka is a horrible face for golf they don't want him to be the face he's a robot anyone else but Brooks Kepka, that's what the PGA um, they've made it clear the PGA has made it clear that they don't want Brooks Koepka being the face of the PGA Tour. They never advertise him. They don't market him. Uh, and they have a beef. Brooks Koepka and the PGA have beef, according to Mike Francesa, because the PGA chooses not to promote Brooks Koepka. 
but it's obvious why they don't. You're a robot, dude. He's got no personality. He's on the PGA Tour. He's winning millions of dollars for tournaments that he wins, and he shows no emotion. You're not, like, people don't like that. People don't like guys that look like they're not excited or not thrilled to be on the PGA Tour. You know, like, especially white guys. Let's be honest. You're a white guy. Yeah, we're bringing race into this. Who cares? Whatever. (laughs) You're a white guy who's amazing at golf, and you look like you're disinterested, but you just win tournaments. We don't, you know, PGA doesn't need another Dustin Johnson. They need another Tiger Woods. But unfortunately, that's not Brooks Kepka. He will never be Tiger Woods. He's a terrible uh, passing of the torch kind of guy. Because you can't really pass the torch to him because he doesn't care. He doesn't want it. He doesn't even want to be there, clearly. So Brooks isn't the guy. I'm rooting for Tiger hard. But for whatever reason, he, Tiger, he's not preparing for these majors. He's taking like months off in between majors. He's just, he's only playing majors. Not really a recipe for success. He's coming in cold every major. I don't know how he won the Masters. Awesome that he did, but I don't know how he did it. I think it's because he actually prepared and, and played into tournaments leading up to the Masters. Someone can fact check me on that. Correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, we got that going on. That's pretty much it. NFL, I mean, it's just a really dry time. That's why the podcast hasn't been going strong uh, like it was not long ago. It's just a dry time for sports, and this is how it's going to be a dry time for podcasts. Uh, you know, unless we can get some momentum going, you know, NFL starts soon. NBA <laughs> just ended, but that actually starts up again in like two or three months. Uh, Chris Paul, let's talk about Chris Paul. Chris Paul for, for Russell Westbrook, we already talked about the duos in the NBA. Um, he Nobody wants him. The Thunder are debating, you know, whether or not they should keep him for the season. Uh, unfortunately, he, he it's, it's like he's taking the exact same career path as Carmelo Anthony. You know, no postseason success, no rings, has never played in a championship. Um, and now his career is in a tailspin, and nobody really wants him. He's kind of you know he's he's getting out of shape. Carmelo Anthony, Dude, these these careers they couldn't be more alike. Besides the position they play in basketball. They're getting out of shape. They're not very effective on the court anymore. Uh, One guy relied heavily on his jump shot and his scoring ability. Lost his legs. One guy relied heavily on his defense. And his playmaking ability lost his legs. His legs are, are gone. He looks like Raymond Felton out there. So it's sad to see. But like we talked about in the last episode, some guys just can't control when their time is up. Chris Paul and Carmelo Anthony obviously could not. They both need to probably hang it up. Um, thing with Chris Paul, I think he can still be effective, but he needs to do a lot of work. And I mean on his body. He has a lot of work to do with his body. He can't be running around like 20 pounds overweight anymore. He looks like he's 20 pounds overweight on the basketball court. You know, he's not young anymore to be doing that. 
So he would need a complete rededication to the game. I'm not questioning his dedication to the game, but maybe rededication to his body. That's what I'm talking about. So Chris Paul looks like he's done. We'll see. I mean, obviously, this will be the the year, the telling year. Um, I think the Knicks are in for a surprise year. I think they're in for a surprise. I mean, they're not going to be good. But I think that they're going to be they're probably going to be better than last year. I mean, like, they might win 30 games. I think that's a surprise. 30 and 52, I mean, maybe 35 wins? Nah, we'll say 30, Still, which isn't good. But that could still get them in the lottery again next year. And uh, we'll see. I mean, the lottery next year isn't as good as what it was this year. That's just obvious. Maybe it'll be deeper, though. Hopefully it'll be deeper because then they won't have to get the number one pick. So yeah, if you if you ever swallow a white claw tab for whatever reason, don't freak out. It'll probably come out the next day. All right, thanks for listening everybody. We'll do it again.